This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Hey, this is Evan. Hey, Jason Underwood. And we hope you're enjoying the shows on the Danger Entertainment Network now, including the Bearded Ones Comedy Podcast. Yeah, we're super thrilled to be a part of this awesome lineup, guys. Um, and what we do here on our show is it's look, we are just trying to make you guys laugh through all kinds of different avenues. Hear me out here. Yeah. Hear me out. Please. What we are is we're two geeky white dudes talking and trying to be funny. Yeah, not try to blow in your mind here with, uh, <laughs> with something brand, brand new, new, but um, yeah. you never heard anything like this we talk about star wars <laughs> talk about, we're talking about superheroes talk about marvel movies man <laughs> look we are we're cutting some damn we're, we're, we're breaking some damn boundaries over we here. are breaking new ground yeah but for real what we do is we play invented games yeah and we try to spin everything into a brand new fun game that we've made yeah. up um we filter it all through that sensibility and we're both improvisers so a lot of what we talk about ends up in in, in sort of a scene that we have a lot of fun with we talk about our lives pop culture and movies we talk about a little bit of everything so if that's what you like check us out bearded ones comedy podcast on the danger entertainment network they look like vikings you're listening to a weeby geeks network podcast produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam mini studio Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. to another episode of <laughs> just one blank whatever the theme song said wookie radio <laughs> Woo! it is the smugglers three ken derek and myself mike we know where i'm at and how i'm doing this week how about you guys you sound like you're having an awesome week <laughs> oh, oh only the stories that can be told um, we've got some guests coming on here in a bit. So maybe I have a card for maybe a round of family, Star Wars family feud, <laughs> Wookiee radio versus our guests. So, um, uh, I'm keeping our guests a secret. Um, check out the homepage on the right hand side is our affiliates. Check them out. Also to check out our partners found me and heroes and villains, which apparently with what they showed at, uh, was LA comic con this past weekend no new york no that was two weekends ago oh okay there was yeah, a, yeah, LA. yeah la they were out at la and they had some new bounty hunter and mandalorian gear that was that looks amazing um so check them out i don't know 
when that stuff's coming to the website. Hopefully soon. Um, as if I need more gear. T-shirts, hats, or T-shirts, yes. Lanyards, no, I've got plenty. Um, Unless it's just stunning. Um, Backpacks, yeah. I get another backpack. I think the wife kills me. (laughs) Um, Point blank. Um, But check out those two. Click the image. Use the code SMUGGLERS for 15% off your first purchase. So like the TIE Fighter backpack or any of the others that are $80, comes down to $68. Okay, it's not Star Wars. Just went to Heroes villains.com and their new batman joker collection is kind of cool yes we were talking about that last week yeah uh we said what it's a 120 backpack for the backpack with 15 percent off it's 108 dollars if i remember right i was talking about it am i correct but that's awesome looking yeah so i mean okay yes this is bio worlds the company that owns this owns heroes and villains bio worlds the ones that you see like the original x-wing pilot backpacks that square one that everyone wears at conventions and it's the stuff you see at Target, Walmart, stuff like that at your comic book shop. Heroes and Villains is the higher end stuff of that. And it's worth the money, as the three of us know, because we have stuff from them. And it's quality yeah. stuff. Uh, um, I recommend Heroes and Villains left and right to everyone. So um, also, too, check out our web store. It's the one that's got the rotating images on there. Wookie Radio, T-shirts, hats, sweatshirts. Because it's getting to that time of year. But I wear a sweatshirt all the time, usually. Um, baseball jerseys, hockey jerseys. Um, so, uh, fine pictures of John Tyler Christopher at Celebration. He's wearing our hockey jersey. It looks great on him. Um, so, yeah, check that out. Uh, maybe having a Black Friday sale for Black Friday. I don't know yet. Uh, probably, probably be 15% off the stuff in the store. Um, other than that, let's go ahead and get right into this week's episode of Star Wars Resistance. It's a quick salvage run. You guys watch it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was good. It was, it was, <clears throat> I thought it was a bit better than the first episode. Yeah. It was right where we said it would probably end up being, though, too, because remember we had said that it would, um, they're going to, this was all taking place just after the um, um, Last Jedi. So they see they show up at the aftermath of what happened on Dakar. I think right. it's happening right. This is happening in conjunction with Last Jedi. Okay. Or at least it's part of it. Because you got to remember, the Last yeah. Jedi doesn't take much time. No. A couple of days. Right. So I think it ends right around, because we see the speech in the blast in the Starkiller base going off. And that takes place within hours or, yeah, like a half day before Last Jedi begins. Or a day, yeah. be- or a day before. So figure with that hyper jump, because the, the hyper jumps don't take hours. It, it can still take a day to travel yeah so i i think i think at this point in time we're we're right right after the beginning of last jedi so um but we're gonna we're gonna go to we're gonna go to star star killer base is is destroyed then yes yeah at this point that's what i'm thinking um, but we're going we're gonna to go to um, StarWars.com to Bucket's List of Extra Fun Facts from Salvage Run, a, a quick salvage run. Um, number one, dress for the job you have. Uh, when Kaz's dad had a very specific costume design, according to the series, art director Amy Beth Christensen, it needed to reflect who he was quickly since we only get a glimpse of him. Uh, somewhat ceremonial, somewhat decorative. He's a senator and the rank badge and epaulets are not to his military ties with the gold details um, to imply wealth and status, which you don't see color 
completely with the holo with the holograms. No, but you see it enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number two, the aftermath. Since the Colossus arrives at Dakar shortly after the battle scene in Star Wars: The Last Jedi, hey, we're right there, just like we said. Uh, all the debris from the ships seen in that sequence. Uh, the large piece of the Star Destroyer that they go to is actually a small piece of the dreadnought that exploded. There is a fire yes. on the planet surface to imply that the Resistance base was destroyed after they escaped in the movie. It's kind of cool though that they show that the it's still red hot. Yeah, from yeah. being bombarded by the dreadnought. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number three, where is Adat? Uh, the bridge of the pirate ship Galleon is located inside of the Adat head of the ship. The interior is based on off a heavily modified Adat cockpit, which is why. Kragen has a periscope similar to General Veers as seen in Empire Strikes Back. Oh, okay. So the pirate ships, so the pirate ships are uglies. Yes. Well, we saw that last year too. Yeah. Remember yeah. The, yeah. The one had like a Tie Fighter cockpit, and then a couple of other things added to it. Yep. Yep. So I'm, I'm glad to see uglies are getting a lot of love and resistance. Uh, number four, conflict averted. Uh, a sorry, averted, not adverted. Uh, at, at one point, the episode was to feature Kaz and the pirate salvengers fighting a squad first order sentry droids aboard the wreckage of the dreadnought that could have been interesting quite um number five coaxium cooperation the various coaxium containers were all based on the design from solo a star wars story which was being developed at the same time as star wars resistance that's cool so yeah it's nice that it's from the solo are still being um used all over the place in star wars correct so it's not like it sends themselves from it unlike and even Existence time. Yeah. And unlike Marvel, it's all connected. Uh, number six, a pirate's life for Niku. Niku's innocent ideas about pirates come from him growing up and hearing heroic tales of pirates robbing from the rich and giving to the poor. An earlier version of the episode had him saying as much. Mm. Uh, okay. And then number seven, saved in the edit. An extra obstacle of coaxium cart- cartridge not fitting in the Colossus fuel chamber was cut to save time in the fast-paced third act. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, it worked the way it was, but I was almost expecting them that um, he gets bumped, it drops the coaxium, and it just kind of drops right into the right spot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been cool. Only Nico would have that happen to him. Yeah. So. They all think they're going to go up and it hit lands just right. Yeah. So what was y'all's favorite moments of the uh, episode? I like that debris field. That thing was awesome. Just seeing the different parts of the different ships that were um, in the battle and things. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. What about you, Derek? I would say probably the same thing. Uh, and when they went on the uh, when they went on the ship, it was cool. I liked it when they were in the ship, and here they are trying to get the uh, the locks undone, and they're shooting at it, and they're like, no, no, no. And then mm. the ship gets shot at, and it unlocks. It's like, okay. <laughs> it all falls into place. Well... I think that could only mean one thing. Where is it? Transmission commencing. So on the comm channels with us, we have Richard and Sarah from Skywalking Through Neverland. How are you guys hey, doing? Hey. Hey, hey, We are doing great now talking to you guys. Yeah, it's been a super fun day. We started our day in Galaxy's Edge and now ending it tonight podcasting. So what, what could be better? We ate our way through Black Spire Outpost <laughs> yeah. and ate and ate and ate. <laughs> uh, well, we'll get to some Black Spire Outpost here in a minute, but got a nice little icebreaker for us all. Okay. And cool. I just got We're all in trouble. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm scared now. <laughs> and it is time for a little. 
Muggler's Feud. <laughs> so okay. how, th- how this is played, it's very similar to Family Feud, but the question is all Star Wars related. All right, let's do this. Yeah, so do, so are you in teams? So it's going to be Wookiee Radio, the, okay. the, the Smuggler's Duo, since I got to play moderator, versus Skywalking Through Neverland. All there, right. There are eight questions on the board, or yes. eight answers. And True. We, and we will be going back and forth, so it's not going to be like regular Family Feud where three strikes are out. It's first one to three strikes, but we're going to bounce it back and forth. Okay. Is this the Richard Dawson family feud that no. we're talking about? Okay, no. good. This is the, the version yeah, we play Emke. here. The Emke version. Gotcha. Yep. <laughs> All right, gotcha. Okay. Nice. Because if you were Richard Dawson, you would need to kiss everyone on the lips. And you can't do that over Skype? So the question is, what would you expect for dinner if you ate with a member of the Jawa? <laughs> So eight, buzz- eight answers on the board, and I'm going to start off with Skywalking Through Neverland. Oh, okay. Uh, droid parts. You would have. He would have a Ronto wrap <laughs> with a with a Tatooine sunset beverage. Oh, Ooh. that sounds good. It does. Sound do do good. we? How many do we take? Eight. We're, well, we're going to do one at a time. Oh, hey, it's all right. There's much family feud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if we said droid parts first. Yes. Number Sarah? four. What? <laughs> Number four answer. I got a ding. Number four answer. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. Hold on. They're going <laughs> to eat droid parts. All right. You know what? To each is their own. They scrounge. I'm not I, saying they do. I they don't because I've never seen the meat. I don't cre- I don't create the answers. It's from the game Star Wars Family Feud. Oh. Yeah. I also, have, I also have Marvel Family Feud, but that's another show. Ooh, fun. Yeah. Uh, so, Wookiee Radio. I think I got this one, Derek. Go for it. You ready? Blue Milk. Oh. Mm. Uh, what? <laughs> Wait, so hold on. They're going to eat droid parts, but they're not going to have blue milk. All right. Who's right. the Lucasfilm story group? Get in the line here. <laughs> so. I thought Tatooine. Back to Skywalking Through Neverland. All right. Now you can say your second thing. All right. Well, you know what? Who's to say? You know, there are off-world Jawas, as we've seen in the new action figures, the new Black Series are mm-hmm. off-world Jawas. And, well, okay, if you're reading from the Star Wars Family Feud, they're not going to have anything from Black Spire Outpost on there. So I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to say uh, the breast of a dewback. Um <laughs> uh, Judges are conferring. Oh, Meat. Come on, judges. No, that's right. Oh. That was right. That was right. That's a good oh, that's like, do okay. back do back breasts will be considered meat, so we're given that one. Oh, so yeah. Lucky Radio, back to you. All right. Rich, Richard, just so you're aware. Correct answer. Not the correct. Wrong answer. Okay. Once again, it's been years since I've watched Family Feud, so I know I, what I'm all caught up to speed. Thank you. And I have no red buttons for you to touch. Uh, oh. oh, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> so Wookie Radio. All right, I'm in. I got one. I'm gonna go with uh, Bantha meat. Good answer. Sorry, Good answer. sorry, sorry. Taken with meat. Oh, just meat in general. Just, That's just general? meat in general. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, you should should have just said milk, not blue milk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 I I uh. <laughs> I don't know. Put on there. Why don't we like hydraulic fluid? Sure. Any droid parts? Touch it down with something. Mm. Oh. oh. 
<laughs> Sorry, Wookie Radio. Where you still so so back to skywalking through Neverland. Okay, I I have a time to think about this because y'all are taking a long time to think. No, I'm just kidding. And I say I say sand. You're gonna eat what? Sand. You're gonna eat sand. It's the most you know. Mm. Planet. Oh, oh okay. We fine. didn't have sand. We ate craw daddy. Yeah, what? We ate craw daddy. Crawfish. <laughs> See, they've seen raising Arizona. Okay. Well, I used to live. I used to live in Louisiana, so I love my crawfish. So back to Wookie Radio. Okay, Derek, we got to do something. One more strike, and we're out. Hey. So, hey. what would you expect for dinner if you ate with a member of the Jawa? Uh. I don't know. You got anything, Ken? I I keep going back to different animals, but he's already said meat. Um, I got one. I got one. My hand is raised. My hand is raised. <laughs> Come on, so pick me. Plants? I don't know. Plants, yeah. I was like, vegetables. Yeah, if meat is on the list. <laughs> yeah, really. Wow. Oh. Third strike. Skywalking, you want to try one more just to... Can't confirm or deny this, but the remains of Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's, that count as me. <laughs> oh, we resorting to bathroom humor. That was an educated guess. So number eight. What else was on? number eight? Worms. Worms. Yes. <laughs> All right. I've seen worms. Someone get Star Lucas Wars. Film Story Group on the line here. Obviously, they did not talk to Star Wars fans. Number uh, seven. Apparently not. Or small animals. Film Story Group. What else is on this list? Number seven. Small animals. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Yeah. All right. Come on. That's why I would have went with like. But Derek said Bantha. So that's large animal with the dewback. Well, <laughs> not if you put him next to a, uh, a rancor. rancor or an <laughs> So was I supposed to say Womp Rat? There you go. Sando Claw. Oh, womp Rat would have been Womp a good Rat one. was number three. Oh, uh, uh, that should have been. That which, been which, does it, which we found with playing this in the past, they give a Womp Rat and then small animals. It's like, okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, number six, robots. Oh, so that was mine, right? Droid parts? Number four was droid parts. So there's robots and droid parts. <laughs> when was this game made? Uh, 75. Uh, yeah. I got it uh, two years ago. It's 2017, wow. 2018. Do you, do like you still have the receipt? I do not. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. Um, number three, Womp Rat. Number two, Leftovers. That, that's okay. a cop out. Number yeah. one, Bugs Insects. <laughs> insects. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't one. know where they're getting this <laughs> from. <laughs> not on. So that is Smuggler's Feud. I hope everyone yeah, has fun with that. It's a, it's a good icebreaker. It gets <laughs> so. Uh, I see. Tell us a little bit about. I'll have a look at Jawas the same way again. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. No. Next time you see a Jawa at Disneyland, ask. So, how were those droid parts for dinner last night? And do you eat bugs? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They'll look at us like you've been playing Star Wars Family Feud, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about Skywalking Through Neverland. Oh, okay. Well, it is. It has been six years yeah, since we've started. Yeah. And Skywalking Through Neverland is a podcast that's Star Wars and Disney. It's kind of born of our love for both of those franchises. And so we started it in 2013, a year after the merger of Star Wars and Disney. And, and I was the big Star Wars fan. Sarah was the big Disney fan. Mm -hmm. So we said after we, we had just gotten 
enough of a Star Wars fan film, which took us five years to make. And we said, let's do something that doesn't take as long. So we thought, wait a minute, let's merge our two loves and do a, a Star Wars podcast. And it's just been so much fun ever since because we get to talk to people that we never thought we'd ever get a chance to talk to. The creators, filmmakers, authors, artists. Imagineers. Imagineers. And just get in uh, in, into a deep dive conversation. Like yesterday, we had had a a deep dive discussion with Star Wars editor Paul Hirsch, who has got a a new book coming out documenting his his time, uh, time editing films such as Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back and Carrie and Obsession and a lot of Brian De Palma films. And if you had told me when I was eight I'd be talking to this guy, I would have flipped out. And here we are talking to him, and I've had 42 years of questions to ask him. <laughs> you had, like, three pages I, no, of, like, I had five pages of questions. questions. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's just so much fun talking to these people because they they really understand and recognize that we, we are fans, and we're going to ask them questions they hadn't been asked before. A lot of a lot of our guests will be on our show for the first time. They'll make their podcast debut on our show. And right now, I think we're the only podcast to ever have Star Wars producer Gary Kurtz on mm. our show. Uh, that's true. We, wow. In the past, we've had Weird Al Yankovic on, mm-hmm. Mar- Margaret Carey, who mm. was the animation Tinkerbell m- animators model, model yeah. yeah, for yeah. Peter Pan. And just over six years, just had, had hundreds and hundreds of guests. It's been really cool. Um, who, who's been uh, that one guest that you have kind of been like starstruck with oh starstruck you know what and i know that's kind of hard for you guys both being in entertainment as well well when we first call up these people and before we start recording our discussion we'll have a a fun little chat with them which is a great icebreaker they get to know they get they get to know us we get to know them and at that point we're more friendly yeah so it doesn't really get to be at the starstruck uh, phase. But I think what what you're saying is, uh, I know like every time we have something scheduled with someone who's like, ooh, this is a really cool interview, like Gary Kurtz or something, like there's definitely butterflies the day before probably and then leading up to it, at least for me. You know, you you always want to make sure, I mean, you usually we're doing this over Skype or something, so right. it's like will the technology work, you know? Something like that. That's, that's always an issue as well. And uh, I, I would say maybe Weird Al, because yes. he's been asked a billion questions, and a billion of the same questions so we did a lot of research into listening to his other interviews reading his other interviews and making sure that we're not asking him all the same questions and plus i've had personal questions i've always wanted to ask him such as he was in the movie tape heads in 1986 and i don't think anyone's ever asked him about him being in tape heads before (laughs) so we will go do it we'll do a lot of research and and make and to make sure that it's as fun for the interviewee as for us right and like for paul hirsch we had to go through a lot of interviews to make sure that we're not asking the same questions and really do a deep dive on certain points and and people love to talk about themselves <laughs> can't <you> tell <laughs> and yeah so we're asking him about about his art and he's he's having a lot of fun with it so it's really getting to know your your subject and who you're talking to and 
and what makes them what makes them tick? I know that doesn't really answer your question about Starstruck. No, no. Well, uh, anyway, well, Jeremy Bullock. Oh yeah. We interviewed him at Star Wars Weekends. Weekend. We've been like podcasting for like what four months. Yeah. <laughs> she was like the first big star we were interviewing, and yeah, we were kind of nervous because they well they said we had eight minutes. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. we, we got like fifteen questions, and Jeremy took one one question and went off in so many different directions. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, Jeremy, yeah, that, that the the clock is ticking here, buddy. And it was live too. You were, you know, we were in like a back area. I'm sure you know of Hollywood yep. Studios. Yep. In that VIP area, and yeah, you're like thrown in there. Okay, eight minutes, go, and you're like, oh, my equipment ready. You know, it's mostly just about making sure you have all the equipment working so that you can have that flow of right. good conversation. Yeah, I interviewed him with Weeby Geeks at MegaCon, and um, yeah. I think one of the things that caught him off guard is he had that um, sci-fi show he did in England, uh, Star, I can't remember the name of it. He played a doctor, and he's like, okay. wow, you actually watched that show? I'm like, of course I did. I love British sci-fi. And I think that caught him off guard, so it's sort of you know, like you were saying, yeah. you know, with tape heads. Uh, so who, who was the first guest y'all had on? <laughs> Didn't we have Trisha Barr? Trisha Barr? <laughs> <laughs> Episode number three. Three, yeah. <laughs> and before that, it was, well, it was like friends we knew, you know, the first two episodes. Well, the first episode was us, us. And the second episode was like a discussion with friends we already had. And then, yeah, the third one was like this big Skype interview with Trisha Barr, who is now, of course, my fangirl friend and, you know, co-host on Fangirls Going Rogue. So, yeah, and, and good friend. I mean, whenever she's here, we're always like meeting her at Disneyland and stuff. So it's it's really funny to go back and listen <laughs> to this very wooden sounding interview. I don't think it was, it was so much wooden, but we had those old Radio Shack mics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was oh. yeah. yeah we didn't them, have a rapport yet. One of them said Tonka Toys on it. <laughs> My first Sony. Yes. So after that, I can't recall. And you know what? We we just had one of our listeners named Shamim Dana, who is dubbed our bounty hunter because this guy can find people that want to stay hidden. He, he finds them. And I asked him to go ahead and can you go ahead and write down all the guests we've ever had? And he did. We just don't have that list handy. Mm. But I'm sure it was a very good guest. Yeah. That's who Dennis Lawson to come in for Rise of Skywalker, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If anyone could have gotten Wedge, <laughs> Dennis Lawson, into the rise of Skywalker, it would have been Shamim. Yep. I don't know how he does the things he does. I don't want to know how he does the things he does. <laughs> he, he just does them. I look the other way. He comes back with the results. It's best not to know. <laughs> Legally, that's true. Hold on. Hold on. So, um, so you were saying y'all are actually are y'all more Star Wars than Disney or? More I'd say a lot of total Disney umbrella. Right. I say everything. a lot of our content uh, ends up because Richard does a lot of the producing of the shows and he's more of the Star Wars fan. So we end up a little more Star Wars, I would say, by default, which is I mean, it's great, you know, mm -hmm. and and we do a lot of Star Wars stuff. But occasionally we'll do deep dives into Disney. Like our last couple episodes were all about our Walt Disney World trip and like the Halloween parties and the Epcot Food and Wine Festival and all of that. 
that. So we really, depending on what we're doing and what we're involved in at the time, that's what we are focusing on. Like when Disney movies come out, we cover all of those because we, we get press to those. So we get the press invites and we make sure to cover them and we go to all the press events with the actors, which uh, is really cool to be able to see them. And we've had some awesome experiences with that. Like Danny Elfman, I met him. Uh, <laughs> on her birthday. Yeah. Ah. Super cool. I got to talk to him for like a minute. Yeah. And that same press conference, um, Tim Burton told me I should go see a psychiatrist. Yes. So it was a very good day. <laughs> it was for the Dumbo press conference. That's <laughs> okay. the benefits of living in L.A. or yes. the L.A. area. Yeah. And, and we cover Marvel, too, because we go to all the Marvel movie press events as well. And we've been loving those. And Kevin Feige, I don't know if you guys have ever met him face to face. He is the nicest guy ever. And he always brings up like what we're wearing. He's like, oh, that's a nice suit. And or, he recognizes that us yeah. at this point. Yeah. And I wear my Marvel jacket and he, he just loves that he, yeah. because you're 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 advertising his thing. And he, he's just so, so nice and approachable. So that's a good tip. If you ever see Kevin Feige, just go up and say hi. Yeah. And he he, he will definitely start a conversation with you. Yeah. And then for those Marvel episodes, if there's a movie like Captain Marvel, we'll do a deep dive into her comic past. Right. And we for her, we, we also went into the whole Shazam Captain Marvel thing. What who came which Captain Marvel came first? Right. I'm sure you guys know all about that, right. but it was news to us. It was amazing. And Guardians of the Galaxy at that when the movie came out, it's like, who? what are these Guardians of what galaxy? <laughs> so we did a whole story about what led up to the movie and the Infinity War and the Infinity Gauntlet. So it was their primers when the, a movie comes out to catch you up to speed on that particular movie. Did a whole deep dive on Black Panther, yeah. on the history, the making yeah. of the Black Panther and what it took to get there, the Wesley Snipes version of the Black Panther. So got to go stuff. into our archives and look up those episodes because those are really, really fun. And we always have such great guests to yeah. help us with these conversations. Yeah. So to answer your question, we love to tap dance around depending on what's Excellent. coming out. Yeah. So, so not just focused on one, but focused on like the three or four Disney, yeah. Star Wars, Marvel, Pixar, Muppets. Yeah. Anything, yeah. anything under the Disney umbrella. We'd love to talk about the Muppets, but Disney keeps dropping them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, hey, let's do a whole big Muppet epic. No, not anymore. Nope. No Disney Plus for you. Mm -hmm. Well, did they drop it from Disney Plus already? Yes, yep. they did. Uh, a few weeks after they announced it, they took it away. Yeah. I missed that the, story. Is the original Muppet show on there? Is the Muppet show going to be on there? I don't think the so. I don't, on there? I don't know. I think maybe old Muppet Babies episodes. I'm not, I'm not sure. So I'd have to. Maybe. Maybe, I think the only thing maybe they could put up there would be Muppets Tonight. Because oh. there was too many licensing issues with music and whatnot for the Muppet show. Hence why the DVDs were a All little right. different than the actual show when they aired. Oh, my. You know, I wouldn't mind if they just uh, macheted order the Muppet show. I don't <laughs> I don't want I want the original Muppet show. But it, give us something. So I don't mind if they take out all the little Muppet bits without the musical numbers and and gave us some kind of a storyline with that. Right. Maybe, maybe Kermit and Miss Piggy are like 80 years old and they're reflecting back in the old Muppet days. <laughs> kind of like the young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Yeah. You, know, you have all you have all this footage, Disney. Use it. Yeah. You shoot it in the Muppet Theater over at Disney. Uh, no, 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 wait a minute. Hold on. Wait, it. No, no, not anymore. It's the, yeah, no, the, the Frozen Theater. Yeah. Uh, but 
They could film it at the Muppet Theater at Hollywood Studios. Uh, that's yeah, it's still alive and kicking. Yep. So speaking of Hollywood Studios, we're also going to mention Disneyland. Y'all have done Galaxy's Edge both coasts. Well, we, we can say east side of the east side of the Black Spire, west side of Black Spire. Uh, how did y'all feel? I know they're supposed to be very similar. Were y'all able to notice a lot of differences between the two? Yes. Yeah, Richard yeah. had fun taking pictures of all the different. Because I'd always heard that they're pretty much similar. There's not going to be a whole lot of differences. So I thought, eh, we'll do a, a once around and then take off. However, we're in there. We're like, Jack Skellington, what's this? What's this? <laughs> because there are so many differences. But I would say maybe 77% is the same. But still, there's that 23% that excites me because it was different. The color schemes of the buildings were different. I know about that. Coca-Cola carts had little R5D Cokes with the red and white R5 yeah. units. Little droids. At the head of the of these uh, Coca-Cola carts. I don't know why, but that really excited me. And one of the cool things when we walked in, we saw right in front of the droid depot was this mat that they had laid out over at Hollywood Studios, Galaxy's Edge. And they had droids there that, you know, kids could try out their droids. And it was, it was really cool. It's like, oh, why don't they have this in Disney? land because they really need that a droid depot play area yeah and then also because of the restrictions of alcohol in disneyland only mm-hmm. oga's cantina has alcohol whereas at hollywood studios you can get spiked blue and green milk you can get alcoholic drinks at docking bay seven or at ronto, ronto roasters <laughs> yeah so it, that was that was fun and we of course had to try uh, we drank a lot of alcohol in our trip we did <laughs> disney world however i think it would take about 15 of the Black Spire yes. blue milks on the East Coast in order to not operate heavy machinery. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, so have you guys had that, the blue milk over there? Very, had, very low I've, alcohol. Uh, I've had the normal blue milk. Actually, I, in Ogas, I had the, the Tauntaun, frozen Tauntaun. Oh, fuzzy, fuzzy Tauntaun, yeah. Oh, fuzzy yeah. Tauntaun, yes. yeah. Yeah, so the, the blue milk, what they do to spike it is they'll have the normal blue milk and fill it and then they'll, they'll top it off with your rum and then you have to like mix it in yourself but then it changes the consistency of the blue milk and then you can't really taste it. So I don't really recommend it. Yeah. If you're it, expecting a buzz, yeah. you won't even get a light year out of this it, one. It, good one. I like that. <laughs> it's, like, pro- it's probably like the hurricanes at Pat O'Brien's New Orleans. If you're sitting, you can pound them back and you feel nothing. As soon as you stand up, okay, never mind. World's gone. <laughs> another, another big difference is the bright suns over where you are on the East Coast. <laughs> So much hotter than here. <laughs> and moisture. What is up? Why are your sons hotter at Black Spire Output? Oh, yeah, you're in Florida. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I've one one I've heard is the um, the sunsets because of Florida versus California. Our sunsets seem to be a little more vibrant. Mm, okay. Um, I, I mean, not, for that. I'm not, I'm not that. saying that as like a knock or anything, but I, I know, I don't know if that, how that would make a difference. Uh, I knew about the color schemes being a little different um but the the way the marketplace back to the falcon and all that that's pretty much laid out the same both locations yes yes yeah, over by the resistance area there it is a little it's spread out just a little bit more which in the east coast? And, and the east coast yeah galaxy's edge 
Okay. You have a little bit more open space, and the X-Wing and the A-Wing are not side-by-side side over there like they are here. They're across from one another. Yeah. There's also three entrances over here at Disneyland. Right. I uh, think we have you two. Have, yeah, you have two. Yeah, we have an extra entrance on the by the in, the First Order area that goes into Fantasyland. Now, speaking of the First Order area, and I'm still not sure why this is, in our galaxy's edge over on the West Coast, there's a big, giant First Order flag hanging up right above the First Order cargo gift shop. Right. Uh, to the building to the left, really. But over there on the East Coast, there's this other tattered flag. Hmm. And I'm, I'm not sure why there's not a First Order flag hanging up in the First Order area. Because when you see that flag right next to the Thai echelon, it, it really it really harkens back to almost like the Nazi era. Right. And plus the flag is not tattered at all. It's like the only thing in the place that's like very pristine as well as that Thai echelon. So it's... The first Order. Right. Yes. First order flag. So right, it's, yeah. it's not. It's say. not tattered. Right. Right. It's not tattered. So it just seems that's like the most ordered area. Yeah, right. Of no, the no whole outpost. So almost, yeah. so almost that vibe of if the banner ever got or the standard ever got tattered, it would immediately be replaced with something yes. crisp. Yeah. yeah that, that's one of those things that I don't. I'm not sure who to ask. Hmm. Okay. But it, it bugs me. So we left Florida. Now are the <laughs> are the droids that are lined up outside of the droid depot are they pretty much the same or they are, are the different same. they are the same yeah. yeah even in that area right behind the blue milk stand there's a little droid washing area with a with a uh, busted up probe droid by and, the refresher yeah yeah the hanging droid uh light sources those okay. are those are all all the same okay. okay yeah so there's subtle differences if you know what to look for and then the big difference is like the alcohol the entrances and those are five droids by the cokes yeah yeah and uh, I, I noticed that some of the cast members are a little bit more into it over on the East Coast, huh? or whereas today I think they're they're all over it. We walked into Galaxy's Edge today and we said bright suns to someone. He said, "Uh huh." <laughs> he, he was a plaid though. He wasn't. But then the bar, yeah. He wasn't. The a, bartenders a were a little bit. Eh. Oh well. And the so I think on the East Coast, they're it's so still no still so fresh and new to them uh. that they're that they're really into their characters. But then again, we did have this guy named Zach over at the. The first order of food and cargo came uh, a cast member came over and started playing sabak with us yeah oh, that was very cool. cool that was awesome yeah so i was beginning to restore my faith in the in the batu citizens over here <laughs> and had we had more time i think he would have taken us for a fast pass to yeah. the uh, smugglers run but very but cool. we we didn't have time to and do now that. speaking of batu citizens we also are very heavily deep in our youtube videos and the first couple of days at Galaxy's Edge back in May, we would go around and talk to these people, these Batu citizens, and get their backstories. And they have such interesting, fun backstories that we made a, a video around all of them and the stories and the scandals that are going around and the Olga, the Olga scandal that's going on yeah. with between her and the Wookiee. So if you go to our YouTube channel, you'll see some videos that, that bring everything together between the Batu citizens and one. And we took all the information from the novel Black Spire from Delilah Dawson. We got the, that that the information in that book as well as the information we were told by the Batu citizens and we made a very comprehensive Oga Gara uh, video yeah, that yeah. really explains who she is and why she is and, and, and what the heck she looks like. Yeah, what she what she looks like and why she blasted her Wookiee lover in the chest. Ooh. Ah. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. Mm, well, 
you know. Well, <laughs> yeah, so go to over our YouTube channel. You'll see all those all those fun Galaxy's Edge videos. So without a bias, which one would you say is is better if you if you were able to do it without bias? West Coast. Oh, without bias. Oh, I without bias. <laughs> That's so hard. Like, how do you do that? Yeah. Um, it's I'll just stop. hard because we can be in our Batu in twenty minutes. So it's like right. yeah. I like That's the very, West Coast. It's a very hard question, just because we're so attached to ours. Yeah. And it, it is so, so similar that I think most people wouldn't really, if they weren't diehard fans, they wouldn't notice all of the little hidden Easter eggs and the differences. But I I mean, just because of the weather alone, I, yeah. I like Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll go with that one, too. Yeah. Here, it was it was a very hot 74 degrees. What would be what would be one the one biggest thing that you wish they had at Disneyland at Disneyland from right. that they've been Disney World that they don't have in Disneyland. In, An earlier opening day for Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You guys are getting it uh, December fifth, like a month yeah. or, over a month earlier. And we're getting yeah. it January seventeenth. Yeah, yeah, I think a day well, after your birth. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was the earthquakes in y'all's areas that kind of set that back. Yeah, yeah, and special yeah. ordering elevators and things. I think yes. Yeah, I agree. That's a oh, so that's a good question. I guess I would have to say like the alcohol in more places, maybe. <laughs> I'm, yeah, not that but, I'm a lush, but like I just like the option, you know. But then again, was it really alcoholic? No, but there was some drinks we never got to try, like in Docking Bay Seven, that had right. some alcohol in but it. After but, that blue milk fiasco, about how there was no alcohol in there whatsoever. I, I saw kids drinking that stuff and being fine. So <laughs> I I wasn't gonna spend another fifteen dollars on a drink that right. had two percent alcohol. Right, right. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if if I had to answer, that's probably what I'd say. Oh no, I would say the droid mat. We oh, need okay. the droid mat. Okay. Yes. Now, what? Let's go reverse. What in California would you from Galaxy's Edge would you want to see in Florida? Better yeah. weather. Yeah, the weather. <laughs> I don't know how you guys function over there in Florida. I know. We were just dying after the first day. It's like, oh, we need like a two-day break before we hit the parks again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would like to see in in both parks. I would like to see more more shows like what they first started pitching in the very beginning. These little pop-up vignettes. Mm -hmm. Maybe first order against Vi Marathi and Chewbacca having a little shootout. Yeah, like above the land speeders. Yeah. There's platforms. Give us a little more something that makes it makes it more immersive. Mm-hmm. And there are platforms and balconies. You could you could have droids and and creatures up there. Yeah, it would be really nice. When, when I did Ogus during cast previews, I was I love the feel of Ogus the cantina, but I could see everyone's complaint. Where are the bounty hunters? Because mm. mm-hmm. that, that was supposed to be a tie-in too of why you're earning credits. The whole your reputation from the Falcon. Uh, you know, bounty hunters were supposed to come in. There was a way for them to be able because of some interactive devices be able to go oh so you're the one who really messed up the falcon and now let's you know hondo's not happy or i think we're playing the long game with galaxy's edge so 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 i hope no one gives up on it because of the stuff that was promised and not delivered just yet they have years and years to develop this but i i really wish they would reach out to the the fans who remember these details and say i know we promised this and it's coming it's coming so (laughs) please hang tight I wouldn't wouldn't mind seeing more characters in general, like more troopers instead of Mm -hmm. just two walking around. Give us a squad. Give us a squad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's still still not enough. It should be a squad. It should be a full squad out. 
put that many troopers in the past in the street. Uh, no, not with not with the way Disney does their uh, rotations with cast with with the characters. Yeah, and I'm sure those performers in there are like 18, 19 years old. Yeah, yeah I, I think they can take it. Yeah, and plus we have you know, Kylo Ren's always fun going, getting up in people's faces. Yeah, and cool. today we we both got a Wookiee hug from Chewbacca. <laughs> we tried Wookie. to give him chocolate popcorn. He didn't like it. Uh, he wanted a Wookiee cookie. <laughs> give him a poor Rice Krispie treat. Oh, you went there, didn't you? I did. <laughs> The other white meat. Uh, <laughs> um, so Star Wars Resistance is back. What was y'all's take? I know y'all haven't seen the latest episode. What did y'all think of the, the first episode? Uh, our same criticism. It's a good show if you took Kaz out of it. He was a little better. Well, he's a, he's a fun character in, a, in the wrong show. Yeah. Because they're, they're trying to appeal to the four, five, and six-year-olds with his character, but yet you're placing him in a show that is now geared for the eight, nine, and ten-year-olds, and they don't mix and match. I, I love his his slapstick goofball antics, but not in the middle of a very heavy, dramatic scene. Like, okay, you have us. You have us right here, and oh, Kaz has bumped his head again. Well, especially, like, in the final episode of season one, where you know, Kaz sees Hosnian Prime getting blown up, yeah. and it's like, oh, his parents might be there because they live there supposedly and then in the next scene he's like bumping into something and Slipping bump, out of bumbling peel. around or something yeah but I do feel like this the, the first episode that we've seen of season two is going in a little better direction in that you know you have characters together that are working together to fix things and then you have Tam who has chosen to be with the first order and this is a story that we don't see very often in Star Wars at all a good character being seduced by not the dark side of the force, but just the, like the first order, like, you know, it's not, it's not a force thing. Right. In reverse from what we've seen in the force awakens. Exactly. The other direction. Oh yeah, exactly. Where Finn defected. Well now Tam is defecting from the good side and deciding to become a part of the first order because, and I can see where her character is going. I think they set her up very well in that they didn't give her a lot to do in the first season. And everyone is kind of shunning her aside. It's like, all she wants to do is, pilot and they're giving Kaz all this piloting work that that she should have when she's the one who's working more on the ships and everything so I can see where she's going and I'm really more interested in her and where her story is going in season two rather than Kaz or really the rest of the characters because she's developing more than anybody else yes almost a reverse same almost a reverse what bigs bigs Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 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 I like the way they're handling it too, where it's not the reason she went over to them is because she feels like Kaz and, and betrayed her and by lying to her. And so it's not like a, it, it's, it's still, she's still conflicted about it. Yes. Right. And she's pretty sure she's made the right decision. Right. And well, she gets that pilot's helmet. She's like, okay, well, this is what I want. I want to be able yeah. to pilot. So and, and you can tell like, how do you resist that? There's an inner conflict where she's trying to talk herself into being part of the first order, but she knows that yeah, she just wishes she was totally all in, but she's not. So mm-hmm. I just want to see the scene where she's going to come across Kaz. Well, I don't think she'll have any problem blowing Kaz out of the sky. <laughs> but her other 
more friends. <laughs> Niku? Yeah, Niku, yeah. yeah. You come across yeah. Niko in a, in a, in a battle. Or like, Tora? You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't harm him. Yeah. We, it's like it's what we had seen in uh, Claudia Gray's Lost Stars, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're saying she, at this point in time, she's looking for friendships in all Duran places. There you yeah. go. Put on bump. <laughs> Rim shot. That's the that one, one thing I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> Need a new sound effect. <laughs> Where's that toilet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, we haven't caught the second episode just, just yet. So we're not going to spoil it. Okay. Well, hold on. Uh, uh, let me get, let me guess. Kaz bumps his head. Oh. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> a Wookie bumps his head. Kaz bumps into a Wookie. <laughs> See, there you go. It wasn't hard to figure out. It was a pretty interesting episode, actually. I must say. Yeah. Okay. I do like is in the second season. They're definitely um, a lot more in sync with the actual movies from the sequels. Ooh. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Nice. Movies are crossing and um, affecting the show, at least for the first couple episodes. Okay. Okay, good. Awesome. And we got to say that Christopher Sean, who voices Kaz, one of the sweetest men you'll ever, ever talk to, such, ever. Such a nice guy. Oh, such yeah. a great, great, uh, pro- approachable. Mm-hmm. Uh, another approachable guy. Yeah, it hurts us to, like, yeah. <laughs> rag on Kaz. Yeah, in fact. Christopher Sean is great. We we had started a podcast series, yeah, uh, and about Resistance. reviewing the Star Wars Resistance, but we we just felt guilty about having to always rag on Kaz, and we we try to spin it to the light, but they they weren't really helping us do that, so we just said, you know, well, let's maybe just drop this because it, we don't have nothing anything nice to say, and don't say anything at all. Yeah, every every week they just made it harder and harder for us to really like it, but if you want to sit back and just enjoy it for what it is. We which is a show for four, five, and six-year-olds, then perfect. And that's, then they, they've hit hit on all cylinders. You may dispense but. with the pleasantries, Commander. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm I trying know. to. <laughs> so if you haven't seen it, it's, it's good to watch. Just don't watch and review it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're going to review it through the lens of someone who is four, five, or six. Uh, having a nine-year-old almost 10 is, she's going, no, I'm going to wait till they all come out and then I'm and binge watch it doesn't help me either <laughs> like Aww. so i was like well you're gonna be waiting five months mm-hmm. why would you want to do that that's the way she is at the moment mm. she's going on disney now and binge watching so once we get disney plus yeah there's nothing else gonna be on in this household mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome so, yeah and a million voices cried out in silence because disney plus was on ah, i can't wait <laughs> <laughs> So, and all of a sudden, Facebook goes quiet. <laughs> yep. Right? One can hope. Yeah. Let the live tweeting begin. We'll be so busy watching, we won't have time to complain. What? <laughs> what? Fandom won't have a chance to complain. <laughs> Not the fandom I know. Yeah, really. <sighs> we are now a part of the tribe. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see the complaints about the Mandalorian. I don't know. There will be. <laughs> I hope not. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I can't wait. Yeah. The fact that the Mandalorian has got the rifle from the Star Wars holiday special. Oh, oh yes. that is what yes. that that's what pulled me right in right there. And John Favreau is a fan of the Star Wars holiday mm-hmm, special. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me bring well, this up. He's got to do all this. So more, get, get more Star Wars. You got Dave Filoni backing him up and helping him 
write all this stuff. I mean, you can't you can't do any better than that yeah. unless you had actually George Lucas sitting there. Well, you have Dave Filoni. That's pretty much having George Lucas sitting right there. Mm-hmm. And he was there on set. How yeah. how how do you guys feel about the comments John Favreau gave a couple of weeks ago about wanting to do a holiday <laughs> special? Yep, yep, yep. Yes, yep. please. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Richard's all over that. Yeah, and I, I I'm really hoping that he encourages fans to watch the original holiday special because listeners to Skywalking Through Neverland know that we are so so in love with the holiday special. We're in on the joke, but we we just love it for what it is. And there's so much to love about the holiday special. Yeah, the, of course, there's a billion things you can pick apart like anything else. And I, I so I want John Favreau to tell everyone, you know what, watch it and watch it through once again through the lens of someone in 1978 and give him a little backstory because we've we've hosted panels before where we've given the backstory on the Star Wars holiday special and people are like, you know what? I came in here hating the special, but now I understand it. Now I get it. Yeah. Before you know. We celebrate a day of peace. A day of harmony. Yes. Yeah, I made a promise never to sing on the mic before. I broke my promise. You broke it. Yes, I did. But, you know, come on. You broke it on our you broke it on our show, not your show. So you're there you go. Okay. so so the record stands. Good. Good there. Yeah. So I really hope he's going to do a holiday special, but yet not not erase the fact that there was an original holiday special. Maybe he'll do one every year. (gasps) Disney Plus will put at least even just for one day, put on Life Day every year. You just put up the holiday special, the original, and then take it back down. (laughs) You know, do it like 1201 midnight, a midnight showing. That would be perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Now, I have to actually go clean it up, though, because I've not seen a clean copy of this. I mean, I have a DVD of it, but it's still it was off of a VHS tape or something from back in the 70s. Yeah, I was going to say a max tape. Well, there's any legal copies left. No, no, there never so. was a legal copy. Yeah, because well, there was that one, but George Lucas smashed it with a sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that, that wasn't even done by Lucasfilm. That was done by CBS. Yeah. They, under, they just acquired the Lucas lights. Film. They just required the uh, acquired the rights to the characters for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, George took the only copy out on a boat, like in The Godfather, and it, one of them came back and one of them didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, with the cartoon, I wouldn't mind seeing the cartoon from the holiday special of Boba Fett oh, on Disney+. You Plus. On I, the I know. last Blu-ray edition yes. of the Star Wars films. It was yes. an Easter egg. Yes. So that's that's out there. But yeah, on Disney Plus, that would be cool to be able I, to just watch that. Yeah. Because the cartoon was respectable. Mm-hmm. That, that was very well done. I loved how mm-hmm. they carried that cartoon look of Boba into the droids cartoon when, yeah. when that came out. Uh, yeah. yeah. Same animator, same production company, yeah. Paul Dini. Yeah. Nelvana. Yeah. Yeah, and the cantina scene was always fun. So if John Favreau does go through with this, he's got to have so many nods to the holiday special, and I'm sure he will. Yeah, you know who, who's who's left out of the Golden Girls? Betty White. Oh, so Be- Betty, Betty White. White will be Akmina's sister, Akmino. <laughs> <laughs> it, it writes itself. <laughs> yeah, so many good things to do here. And now it'll be about Lumpy and his children. <laughs> exactly. So then way back when. 
way back when Imperial Stormtroopers invaded our home and on Solo threw them over the edge. Well, we know how um, people like Dave Filoni like to bring uh, people in, too. So you'll have Lumpy and his family. His oldest son will be Lubaka. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, so, they're slowly pulling the expanded universe mm-hmm. into yes. canon. Just Time. like, just like uh, what, what reference was there with Rise of Skywalker and, and Rey on Bakura? Bakura. Bakura, yeah. Bakura. Bakura, um, Bakura. Where did we see that? It was... It was. Well, she said it a weird way that, that we actually had to look. It was, was it behind the scenes on something. Was it Dancing with the Stars? No, it was the Galaxy's Edge on Freeform. Oh, right. The Galaxy's yeah, right. Edge special on Freeform yeah. had something where Ray said something about Bakura or something. And Richard was like, Bakura? And I'm like, what? And we went back and we put on the subtitles. And yeah, sure enough, it's spelled like True Set Bakura or however you say it. You always say it in your head when it's a book, right? Right. So. Right. <laughs> and this was the follow-up expanded novel. universe novel mm-hmm. after the the Timothy Zahn right. trilogy, the Thrawn trilogy, aired the yeah. Empire trilogy back in the early nineties. So this is like ninety three, ninety four. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This was the, the book that took days after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly that one. And then there was like the courtship of Princess Leia right after that. Oh man, I ate those books up. Original, original um, EU was amazing, but especially in the nineties when they didn't have a whole lot of it out there yeah this is way too big <laughs> yeah way too big and even in solo they brought back bim bam from splendor the splendor yeah. of the mind's eye right oh yeah they're slowly but surely and well, thrawn of course well i i appreciate the fact that they are taking stuff from the legends material that you know even lucas has said it's not canon none of it's canon but they're pulling bits and pieces from it and making it canon now. Right. Yeah. Um, well, that's, I'm enjoying process, that. Well, I'm in the process of reading uh, Thrawn um, Trader right now, or the mm-hmm. one from this song. And you get, uh, and you can see that Timothy Zahn is even bringing his, some of his characters back in because they mentioned um, Captain Pelion in it. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. I was so jazzed oh, by that. Wow. Yeah. He's, he's slowly putting his guys in there when they, when they let him. Now, I don't think we'll ever see Mara Jade, but he's going to try know. to. <laughs> that was such an amazing story, an amazing character too. The fact that she was around during Return of the Jedi and stuff. Like I, I still remember her story clear as crystal. I mean, that's when you know you've written a good character when it those stories just stick with you. Yeah, and all of us were like, finally, Luke gets somebody. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Problem is though, that character, if they don't relate her to Luke Skywalker, she doesn't have a story. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because her entire story arc is about her relationship with Luke. That's just the way it's always been told. So right. it's got a name on a character. Now, yeah. with the current canon books, do y'all have a favorite? Black Spire. Oh, and I like uh, Lost Stars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you like the Black, Black Spire? I, I like Black favorite? Spire just because you could read it and then go, you know what? I want to go there. I can. <laughs> I can go to Black Spire. I'll be there in 20 minutes. I'll see the wishing tree and I'll yeah. see the, yeah, that's cool. And then I just love how Lost Stars you know spans the whole you know trajectory of movies that we know and the stories that we know but in such a different way and such a turn on its head of your viewpoint so i i'd love that ahsoka was an amazing novel yeah that's good you think, see more backstory with her i think my favorite about you guys so far my favorite's been uh dooku the audiobook mm-hmm. oh jedi lost right yes yeah. So, yeah where where it's all from the point of view of asajj ventress which when i started listening I'm like why is this 
this this is more of a Assange book than it is Dooku. Then she gets into the his, his diaries. I'm like, now it makes sense, and I just I fell in love with it. Cool. I, it took a character. I'm like, you know, Dooku. He's a throwaway character. He's someone I really don't care about. I'm like, now I want to know more, and and, and that was that was. That was cool. And then when I heard, um, I don't remember where I heard it. It's just recently in the last few months, either with resistance, maybe in resistance or relating to Rise of Skywalker, then refer to Sedona. I'm like, okay, so I wonder if there's going to be a reference back to Dooku since he's from Sedona. Okay. Well, I don't know. So That's cool. wonder if there's a, a descendant of Dooku around. They seem to be bringing back characters, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> what you, Derek? Current books. Uh, I don't know. I don't have one. <laughs> I'm actually way behind my books. Mine would have to be um, all the Thrawn books in general, just because Timothy Zahn's one of my favorite authors. And then reading that, knowing that Zahn created that character to start with, this is the exact same Thrawn we had originally, just in a new time place and time. He's still Thrawn. He still has the voice of Thrawn. Yeah. And yeah. here at Comic Con, they were announcing all these new books coming up. It's. <sighs> How do, you, how do you keep up? I don't know how you keep up with all this. And we're gonna have this I new mean, series and this new and this new trilogy and this new book and this audio wow. books. Yeah, that, yep. that's audio how books. I do it. That's how yeah. I do it. Library the only too. way. Yeah. library. I listen to audio books and I wash dishes or drive or something. <laughs> Usually, I I listen while driving. Yeah, yeah, driving and walking into work. I listen to audio books when I'm not listening to podcasts. Yep, nice. Yeah. Well, that's when I take the break from a podcast. I'll listen to audio book, then I'll go back and work on my list. That's got. 20 or 30 more hours on it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess to go from books into comics, because I know y'all do the spinoff, uh, was it classic Star Wars? Classic Marvel Star Wars, Star Wars comics. comics. Yeah, that's a, um, that's a podcast spinoff series we have where we where we go back and look at each issue of the original classic Marvel Star Wars comics and have fun with them, break them down, talk about the stories, and we'll go from, from cover to cover and just look at all the characters, see what is a foreshadowing into aspects that made it into movies into des designs you can look at something and go wait, wait a minute we saw traces of that in the last jedi or wow this is definitely is a foreshadowing into force, force awakens right and, or I mean, lego the freemaker adventures yeah <laughs> stuff like that and i i seriously i think it's more of a coincidence of course but you can always see things where that if they're there or not yeah right. and it's so much fun to go hey you know what this could be that or this could be this however in solo we have the cloud riders yeah. The, yeah. the marauding gang that we saw in, in the classic Marvel Star Wars comics issue number seven through ten. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So and they did say that, yeah, they were fans of the classic Marvel Star Wars series. So now, now it's just a blast going through all of these issues now. And I, when, I, when I first read when I first got them back in the 70s and 80s, I, I was more of a comic book looker than a reader. <laughs> I look at the pictures and go, OK, I'm, I'm good. But now I'm getting to read them. And a first couple of episodes, we had artist Randy Martinez on and he would help break down artistically why things are such in such ways and why things are compose certain ways. Oh, that's that cool. Fun. Yeah, really, really fun, fun series. Now, is there a series from the current Marvel line that you guys like? Darth Whether, Vader. Which one? The Karen yeah. Gillian or Charles Soule? I would say the 2017 Darth Vader. 
That'd be yeah, this, yeah, that was a good one. Like yeah, where he makes the yeah. where he makes a saber. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And just see how the Emperor toys with Vader. Yep. And yep. gives him a, a little little bit of encouragement, then takes it right back from him and that's that's, that's an, an abusive relationship. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked Kanan series. Yeah. Wasn't that like five only like five? Twelve, mini series. Twelve issues. Twelve issues. Okay. And I, and I found yeah. and I found out at celebration from someone at Lucasfilm that they asked Marvel to cut it, to cut the series because it was getting too close to what they were getting ready to do in season four. <laughs> season four of oh okay. of Rebels. Yeah. Wow. Oh man. Yeah, it was so good. And I loved the artwork on that too. And that one character who was an alien who had this really cool, like just his face and everything yeah. was so fun yeah. to look at. I, I don't know. I just, and the story of course was what brought me in. So I really liked that series. I, I've become such a Dr. Afra fan. Yeah. I love Afra. That whole, she's the anti Luke Han with the anti C3PO R2D2 and anti Chewbacca. I just I love how the, that whole spin, but yet she carries over a um, Indiana Jones type vibe with her character as well. We have Marvel Unlimited. So this helps us get caught up on all of these series. Yeah. now oh yeah i think on the on the plane trip over to walt disney world i read the whole series of darth vader and the han solo cadet comic <laughs> the cadet oh, comic's yeah. really good yeah i liked that one too yeah uh, i'm just now starting to i know they're ending the star wars line with issue 75 yes and yeah. i read the first like 10 issues way way back but when they started dealing with nerf herders running around the millennium falcons like all right i, I can't do this so now i want to now that i, I know that's coming to an end. I want to go back to the beginning and read the whole series. And then I like, got to start all over again. I like yeah. how they began with that, uh, where they bounced back and forth between it and Karen Gillian's Vader, like the first yeah. five issues, yeah. which was really good. Um, I like how come back, it's going to be in between um, Empire and Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Empire and Jedi. Yeah. That's a great time period, but I, I'm so in love with that time period in between Star Wars and Empire, just because you know that Anakin is in that Vader cut. Co- in that Vader suit and he's still trying to figure things out and he's just such a raging monster and yeah. he just yeah. tears through everything and just doesn't really have you know the, the common sense that he has later on right now it's just if I don't like you you're dead if you're in my way you're dead mm-hmm. yeah that's that's what I'm, that's what I've liked about Afra is like you know starts off in the Vader book Karen Gillian she's like and he's like you do this or I'm gonna kill you you don't do yeah. this I'm gonna kill you and then she says in the book well if, if I'm gonna die I want it to be by you and now there's rumors that she may be dying when they end her book I'm like I hope not but if they do it better be Vader coming back and running her through or, or force choking her some um so Getting back to Disneyland, uh, I know Disney, maybe inside information being a cast member myself, Disney's been doing for uh, at least since 2016, the Halloween Astromech figures the in, from the three and three quarter inch scale. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, have you all seen these out in the parks? I know they do oh, them yeah. for Christmas as well. Yeah. I, I'm not, a, I stopped collecting when we started doing the podcast because <laughs> all right, I, I can't keep up, but that's the one thing I do want to collect are the R2 and uh, holiday, Halloween and Christmas spinoffs. Right. The those little droids. droids. Yeah. If you get, you get in the star trader. So I think, I know there was like a candy corn one and they have yep. the cute little names yeah, like that R2 boo too. Yeah. Yeah. The, the candy corn was, was last year and that was uh, R4 boo. 
Boo 18. Okay. <laughs> for 2018, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The year before that was an R3 unit, which is the Clear Dome. It was okay. Boo 17, and he's kind of supposedly glows in the dark, <gasps> but it's, uh, what do they say? Um... I forgot. I'm looking at StarWars.com. They they had the brief history behind it. Oh, uh, cool. 15 is a nod to the Clone Wars episodes that featured the green mist that swirls through the air on Dothmar, Dothamir. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I can't so. remember. I know we've seen these and we've had them in our hands. I just can't remember if we actually bought them or not. Yeah, I, I started buying them last year just because I, I love Halloween <laughs> and I love Star Wars. Yeah. So there's a good mixture right there. Why I didn't buy them from the start. When did they start doing these in 2015 2016 for oh, okay oh. Yeah. okay so i don't have that far to go no. to get the rest of them and what's the one for this year did they announce that this year is an r5 unit that's black that's primarily black but the front face around the receptors straight down almost gives it a skeleton look mm. Ooh, cool yeah. which it was just pretty I love, awesome i love these and i love the christmas versions and yeah. last year the christmas version of r2 looked like he was wearing mike nesmith's hat from the monkeys <laughs> Yes. Yep. <laughs> so I had to get that immediately. <laughs> now, I th- I want to say these all started, of course, these all started after they did the Build-A-Droids in Disneyland and here at Disney World. Um, but I think the first special one they did was the R2-D23. Oh, yeah. And it was a yeah. Sorcerer Mickey colored one. Yeah, I yeah, think we, we, have, we have that one. Right, oh. right there. <laughs> Go get them. I am so jealous. That is one that I wanted. We'll hold it up to the camera. Look at him. Yeah. Oh, so jealous. I love, I have a whole little Sorcerer Mickey shelf because uh, okay. Sorcerer Mickey is like my favorite Mickey. And so, yeah, I had to get him. I, we go I'm, to 23 every year. I'm a, I'm a fan of Sorcerer Mickey because I started off at uh, my Disney career at Hollywood Studios. And I actually got to run um, Sorcery in the Sky fireworks show oh. um, in the last few months before they closed it down. So I, I have a soft spot for, for Sorcerer Mickey. So when I saw that one, I was like, oh, perfect. Because when I hit my one-year anniversary with the company, I bought, said regular Mickey ears, I bought a Sorcerer Mickey ears with a Sorcerer's hat. Yay. So, That's awesome. Um, I just can't wait to see what they do with, with Christmas this year. Right. With the Christmas ones. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. This year he'll be holding a pair of drumsticks like Mickey Dolan's. <laughs> well, why <laughs> they're doing a whole monkey's theme. I want to say last year's was all was almost all translucent with oh. the uh, glass rack around. I don't remember. Yeah, I'd have to look. So, where can they find you guys on the internet? No, it's a tough question. <laughs> the hardest question of the of the night. Right. Well, so on social media we are at Skywalking Pod P O D. So that's easy to find, and then from there you can get links to like our website, but our website is skywalkingthroughneverland.com and you can pretty much find everything there, such as links to our YouTube and stuff like that and all our videos and all our podcasts. Really fun. And then of course, if you want to listen to our podcast, just search your favorite podcatcher for Skywalking and we usually just pop right up. And ever since we got our new iPhone 11, we've been shooting so many videos. Oh, so much fun. <laughs> oh yeah, I heard you talking about it on the, on the latest episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, not really a bragging thing. It was just, it's just we're just so uh, amazed at how well the quality, how well the, yeah. this thing captures images and video and sound, especially in the you know at night, it's like so great. Any other questions, guys? 
Um, not a question, but I just wanted to say that I loved listening to uh, the episode where you guys talked about the differences between the two galaxies' edges. It was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was a really good episode. It was really interesting. Oh, thank oh, you. Thanks. I believe that was number one, uh, 261. Yeah, I think so. Cool. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, we really, you really loved that, Richard. I yeah. Know. That was <laughs> the same episode where we compared and contrasted the two Disney Halloween parties, too, because yeah, we did yeah. the Oogie Boogie Bash here at at DCA in Anaheim and then 48 hours later we were over there at the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party in Orlando. The super crazy fun week. (laughs) Yeah, it sounded like it. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. What about you, Ken? I didn't have any other questions. It was just great having you guys on here and meeting you finally. Well, instead of asking you guys a final thought, give y'all a chance to ask us a quick question. Turn the tables on us. (laughs) What's your favorite cracker? Ritz or wheat then? Ritz or wheat then? Yeah, that's easy for me. The Ritz. I like wheat thins. Okay, all right. I'll just softball, Mikey. Well, I'm a Trisket guy, but Trisket. Okay. Oh, okay, you know okay. that wasn't an option, but that, that's okay. Okay, that. and I have one more question. If you could build your own droid, uh, what would you have it look like? You know, he had to mash up the droid with another character or another uh, <laughs> holiday or something. So what would it be? And you could be anything. You don't have to use the droid parts already available. You could just, you know, use your imagination. Uh, and Michael oh, is showing us. Michael's oh, it's a showing out us of focus. one. Yeah, it's a little too Back out of focus. Back up a oh. little bit. Mm. Slide to your right. Still out of focus. Yeah. What is it? It's a it's white yellow. R2 astromech with some with yellow the, markings. What's the ears on top? I can't tell. Uh it's the Star Wars ball cap, the blue Star Wars ball oh. cap. It's like the uh. rare find in that building. <gasps> oh, you found it. I found one. Repeat, you found it. <laughs> All right, Michael, another another question. What should people know what? about being a Disney cast member? Oh, wow. <laughs> I've had 21 years of this. Uh <laughs> Um, it's just like any job. There are rough days. There are days that, that sail. Um, you, you just got to take the good with the bad. Um, uh, cause you know, if you stick it out through the bad, eventually things above your pay grade eventually change and it makes things good again. So sometimes you, you just, because I mean, there is ever evolving change to, with the cogs. So yeah, that's a good lesson for kids Anyone? nowadays. Stick it out. Stick it out. Don't yeah. run at the first sign of. When a situation doesn't go your way, yeah, keep going. And, and I will say, the- I I had those moments where I I was ready to look at down the street, but I, I stuck it out. Universal, here I come. <laughs> now, about over, it. over over here, we a couple of months ago we had a rousing fight in Toontown oh. at Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. What have you seen over at Epcot um, that would rival that? I ha- I have had breakout in the middle of a China acrobat show a fight that happened right in front of me and I was phone call to security right away and about 10 minutes after my show ended when security finally showed up wow. <laughs> um, but it was it was uh, it was interesting um, language that we can't use on the show but yeah <laughs> it, it was it was intriguing I'm like okay but I've also seen you know during food and wine I've seen a lot of fights break out over at the Rosen Crown pub when I used to mix the band full-time on a regular basis over in the UK uh, hence why if you go in during food and wine on Fridays and Saturdays 
Saturdays, there are no tables or high chairs in the pub section of the Rosencrown. <laughs> uh, going the opposite direction, what's a memory that brings a tear to your eye or warms your heart? As a cast member? As a cast member, seeing seeing something that you went, oh, oh my goodness, there are good people. When <laughs> when I did Tapestry of Nations Parade, uh, we were probably two, three months in. It's a rainy night, and I was working out of the Germany barn, because this is when they had the three routes, uh, Mexico to Germany, Germany to Morocco, Morocco to UK. Um, we were, my group was going from Germany to Morocco, and there was this little girl in a yellow raincoat standing right where all the puppets come out, right before the turn, and to see every puppeteer bend down and use the puppet's hands to, to high-five or shake hands, etc., with with this little girl, uh, no, no matter how dreary that night was with the rain coming in, uh, seeing that and seeing that little girl just bright eyed and, and bright smiled. That, that's that one magical memory I'll never forget. Oh, and just nice. thinking about now, I'm, I'm trying to hold back the tears. <laughs> and, 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 it, and it's strange that it's that memory that does it instead of you know, the memories of some my daughter's Disney first. Mm. Um, and there's been some great ones there too, um, because I mean I've taken her. We we've taken her since the time she was three months old into the parks. So it's like, yeah, here's here's a lot of stuff that she's gonna know nothing about. But mm-hmm. I got the pictures of me holding her while watching the parade go by, or you know, holding. Um, but in November we're taking her to Galaxy's Edge for the first time, and I, I'm waiting waiting for that memory there when she sees the Falcon for the first time. Nice. Oh boy, get, get that one on your phone. That's exciting. Oh, yeah. Record that moment. We will yeah. be we will be yeah so next question what what is the big draw to eliminations the fact that it are, was the are we long- just all happy that it's over um <laughs> i know uh, the draw to it is it, the fact that it was just the longest running fireworks show i mean it's 20 years i remember 20 years minus a day it started on october 1st 1999 and ended september right. 30th 2019 they couldn't do just one more show no it's a new physical <laughs> new physical year because uh, <laughs> the physical years are october October, October to September. Whoa. There you go. Question answered. There, there, yeah. All right. Uh, and I, I believe, and I, believe the, I believe the fiscal year is the same way in California too. I'm not sure. I don't know. I know ours is. I know ours is October to October to September. <laughs> and it, I, I believe Illuminations was the longest running. I remember seeing um, rehearsals for it at six o'clock in the morning when when we would take a break from overnights on Tapestry of Nations. Wow. And that was that was fun seeing it as the sun's coming up. That that was a trip. That's beautiful. Mm. So that was something that was really bugging you guys. So <laughs> it really was. It really, really was. <laughs> Even when we're watching the show, it's like, how'd this last more than a night? <laughs> I heard you talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) And for those who really appreciate the show, God love you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's nostalgia, you know, any for anything. I guess things back in 99 were a little bit slower. I don't know. (laughs) But I don't know. Fantasmic. I don't know how long that's been running. That was in the 90s. Yeah. uh, Ours opened here in 98. I was on the B-Cast crew. Yeah, B-Cast crew for that to help get Mm. B-Cast ready. Uh, so I was part of that opening team as well. And awesome. we opened October 98. I was there when Michael Eisner said, there's only one person who walks on water and Mickey Mouse is not it. <laughs> because mm. Mickey Mouse was supposed to walk out to the middle of the water and then be lifted up to fight wow. to fight the dragon. Oh. And Eisner cut that one real quick. <laughs> so 
<laughs> wow, symbolism there. Yep. Yeah, it's either Mickey Mouse or Rico Kasich from the Cars and their music video magic. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thank you guys for coming on with us. Well, You're thank you, welcome. everybody. Thank you for having us. It's so nice to meet you guys face to face here. Yeah. Thank you, Great. Michael, Derek, and Ken. Much yeah. appreciated for having us on. No problem. And on that note, we're going to leave it with this. Give the evacuation code signal. I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. I am a Jedi, like my father before me.